welcome to episode six of In the Clouds podcast. I'm starting off this episode already in a mood because I did what I always do and I don't prep for this podcast and I turned on my computer, set up my microphone, thought I was all good to go and could not find the microphone in my input category in my computer. Wow, I'm so techy. Um, But I could not find it, could not figure out how to connect it for like maybe the third time now. And so I had to do a deep dive into Google to figure out the best way to hook up this microphone that I can actually use it. And I believe we're on track and ready to go, but it wasn't without a little aggravation. And that is really the story of my life. Nothing is ever simple with me and it always has some roundabout complicated solution and I'm glad that we got here but I'm in a mood for sure so bear with me. I actually wasn't really even planning to record tonight but it just happened upon me. I have been slacking lately. Really I have and so I was like I'm gonna record tonight especially because I'm home alone guys and anyone who knows me knows that I have a phobia of being alone. I hate to be alone for even a half hour longer terrifies me and I know that that is really unhealthy and not good but I don't even know where it started I just have a dependence on other people to make me happy and I'm not myself when I'm by myself so I figured that maybe recording the podcast would help me get through that and it would almost be like I'm talking to someone on the phone. I am constantly calling Livy, calling Harris, calling my mom, calling anyone that I can talk to when I'm alone because I am just terrified of my own thoughts and <laughs> thinking. Um, and that is not good. And it's something that I should really be working on. But instead, I am just going to persevere through and talk to myself. (laughs) And hopefully someone's listening on the other end. But just know that you're helping me cope while um, everyone else in my family has a life and I stay home on a Friday night. I really hope that this isn't what adulting is for the rest of my life. Um, I stay home so many nights and I'm getting so sick of it, but I'm actually really excited because I'm going into the office next week. Um, We took a little hiatus from going into the office with all of the various variants in New York City. So I'm really excited to be going back and joining the hustle and bustle that is the city. And my peeps are up there, honestly. I'm currently living where none of my friends really live and all of my homies are in New York. Um, Cooper, my brother, is in New York and all of my friends live in North Jersey. So I feel like I will start to have a little bit more of a social life, but who even knows with me? I am really, truly the definition of a hot mess. I have no idea what I'm doing with my life, but we're just going with it. So I'm saying now that I'm happy to be going back, but I'm sure in the next episode, I'm going to be crying to you being like, I'm so sick of driving every week to New York and I hate going in and I wish that I could work from home. So we'll see how long my positivity lasts because I usually am very negative about things and my positivity is very slim in my life. So this is a rare instance of being excited about something. So I'm excited about that. 
All right, so I am now in my fourth location that I've recorded this podcast in. I really need to lock down a studio space because I'm so official, and I feel like that will help me stay on track with this thing. And yeah, so I'm sitting on my couch now, and it's where I usually work during the day, and I'm feeling a little triggered. I feel like I'm still at work, so I don't think this location's going to make it. But the past few episodes, my little cloudy has just been chatting away. And that is the perfect representation of him, which is what I want to show you guys. I don't want to sugarcoat anything. So when Cloudy's in my room just chirping away, that's what my life is. And we talk all the time. He's truly my best friend. So I'm not really alone tonight. And that's what he does when I'm recording because he thinks that he's talking to me because literally all the time I talk to him. So... He's not so crazy, but when I'm listening back to the episodes, I think it can be a little bit distracting, and I would love to hear what you guys think. Is it distracting to hear Cloudy in the background, or do you like him? Well, obviously, everyone likes him. How could you not like Cloudy? But do you like listening to him and figuring out what he's trying to say? Because it's always so cool to me, but I know that not everyone is as interested in Cloudy as I am all the time, so tell me what you think. Because as I'm trying to lock down where I will record this podcast for um, the rest of it, (laughs) however long I choose to make this, which is hopefully a long time, do you want Cloudy to be a part of that experience? Um, And I'm not so sure because he is a chatterbox all day today. We were hanging out and he was chatting so much. Brielle had some friends over and they couldn't believe how much he was talking I always forget that people don't know him as well as I know him, obviously, and things that he does just shock people because he's a bird, but they do a lot more than you think. People are really entertained with them, which how could you not be? Speaking of Cloudy, we hit a huge milestone in our relationship last Saturday, February 5th, was Cloudy and my one-year anniversary of being a family, one year since I born Cloudy. And I can't believe that it's been a year. I feel like I just got him still. I feel like he's so new and he's always going to be a baby, of course. It's been officially a year of myself being a pet owner and I could not be happier. I know a lot of times getting a pet, especially for someone like me that never really had a pet, that could be a little scary because it is a big responsibility And to be honest, I'm a lazy piece of shit. And I've told you guys this before. I always have been and I will probably continue to be so. In combination with the fact that I can barely take care of myself, it was a scary thought for me to be like, okay, it's just a little bird, but I have to take care of something else now and you need to get it together first. So I feel like over the past year, I've done quite a good job with the little muff though. I feel like I've been a good mom and I think that my parents doubted how much responsibility I could take on with a pet and that's why they took so long to actually allow me to get a pet because I begged and begged and begged for a pet all through quarantine and even when I was younger I really wanted a pet. We did have a guinea pig when I was God, I think in second grade. And my sister and I really didn't do anything for the guinea pig. My parents got it for us. And my mom cleaned Miss Piggy's cage. We would take her out and play with her. And that was fully the extent of our motherhood to Miss Piggy. Um, We did a really shitty job. So my parents were super hesitant to give me another pet. But I think I blew their expectations out of the water, honestly. I'm a great mom. 
I am positive that Cloudy is the most loved bird in the history of any parakeet that has ever lived. Like, no doubt, no bird, maybe even no pet, gets as much love as Cloudy does from all angles. I love him. Harris loves him. Brielle, my sister, is obsessed with him. We fight over him. And I know my parents love him. They might not express it as openly, but I know that they love him. Cloudy is just overall like heart eyes emojis from everyone. And I'm so happy that that happened. And I'm so happy that I've had him over the past year. So one year of Cloudy deserves a celebration, of course. And I will be having a birthday party. I wanted to originally have his birthday party on February 5th, his birthday, obviously, and I'm treating February 5th as his birthday because I don't know the day that he was truly hatched. He came home to his family on February 5th though, so therefore that is his birthday, but I was such a nice mom and such a good sister because my sister, who's obsessed with Cloudy, was away on February 5th. So I postponed his birthday and I would just like a little round of applause for that because that was such a hard thing for me to do. I'm so nice. I'm a great sister. I'm a great mom to the Clouder and I postponed his birthday. And so his party is going to be on Sunday and I know it's Super Bowl Sunday but the main event is Cloudy's birthday party and I invited all his best friends over aka my family. We're going to celebrate Cloudy for one year of Cloudy being in our family. Everyone keeps getting so pissed off at me though because I keep referring to Sunday as Cloudy's birthday party instead of Super Bowl Sunday and everyone's coming over to obviously watch the game and Snoop Dogg's performance obviously. It's what I'm most excited about. But Sunday to me is Cloudy's birthday party. I'm like, oh, on Sunday at Cloudy's birthday party, should I get this? Or at Cloudy's birthday party, we can do this. It is not Super Bowl Sunday. It is known as Cloudy's birthday party and everyone should refer to it as such because that is the main event, the most exciting event. It's Cloudy's first birthday. I know the Super Bowl is like cool and all. I'm just not a sports person. But everyone can get excited about Cloudy's first birthday and we will be celebrating on Sunday. And I've done the works to make sure that this is a great party. I'll just give you the rundown. We're going to have party hats and there's going to be cloud balloons. I have special ordered sugar cookies that are shaped like a cloud and have like little icing on them. They're so cute and they're also my favorite type of cookie so... Just a little treat to myself there as well. Of course, we got a cookie cake that says Happy Birthday Cloudy on it. I'm so happy that he's in the other room. He can't hear me now that I chose a good location today. So he'll be surprised on his birthday. I'm psychotic, but I'm so excited. And we're really going to celebrate. You guys, I've even planned my outfit for this party. I've planned this whole outfit since like the second that I thought that I was going to have a birthday party for him. My aunt got me a sweater for Christmas that has little clouds on it and it's honestly the cutest thing ever. It's the gift that I did not know I needed. I love it. I wear it all the time but I'm definitely going to be repping that sweater and I've been envisioning my Instagram picture in my head and I'm really going to look crazy but Cloudy's having a party and he better cooperate Um, even if he doesn't, he has a pass. It's his birthday. We're going to have the best time and I know everyone wishes that they're invited. So maybe for two, we'll do like a huge bash for Cloudy's second birthday. We'll have to see. I know that I sound so excited about this party and I am. I'm super excited about this party, but 
I was so emotional on his actual birthday, which is crazy to admit. And I did not expect it. Like, I was a little upset. Like, oh my god, Cloudy's one. I've had him for a year. He's not a little baby anymore. I knew those feelings were going to come with my first pet and me being me that gets attached to literally everything. But I was an emotional mess the night of his birthday. Of course, we stayed up till midnight on February 4th into February 5th to celebrate Cloudy's birthday. So I sat next to his cage and I counted down until it was 12 and it was officially Cloudy's birthday. And we were like, yay. And we did a little celebration, Harris and I. Instantly, I got a wave of sadness. Literally at 12 o'clock, I was like, whoa, I'm sad. And then I was like, whoa, I'm crying. Harris could not believe his eyes. And I don't blame him for being as shook as he was because I sincerely looked like a psycho. In front of Cloudy's cage is where I keep my dirty laundry and I was leaning on my dirty laundry, sobbing while holding Cloudy. I was like, I cannot believe you're one. I just got so sad for absolutely no reason. And I think it was a combination of, again, like I said last episode, not doing great still, sad to report, but also the fact that my Cloudy who is literally my whole world, is one years old. I could not fathom it. It came out in pure sadness. And I know that it was like a sad cry too. I feel like if you cry a lot, you know, and hello, I cry a lot. I'm like the president of Crytown USA. I feel like if you cry a lot, you know that there's different types of cries. And this one was like a full-blown sad cry. Like that meme of Kim Kardashian where she's like really crying. I feel like that's what I looked like in that moment. And Harris just didn't know what to say. He was truly speechless. I would be too. But I had a full-blown meltdown when Cloudy turned one. So hopefully this party helps turn that attitude around and see this as a nice joyous thing. I know everyone's going to be like, how are you going to be a mom? And how are you going to see your children grow up? And that was my first thought too. I was like, I'm never going to be able to raise a human and see them grow up without crying every single day of my life. How do moms do that? I feel like that must be the hardest thing to watch and it scares me for my future because obviously I want to have kids one day. My mom wants me to have them way sooner than later. She's ready to hold a baby and be a grandma. It's so cute. But it's not the time and I am really worried about it now because if I got this attached to Cloudy, what am I going to be like on my kid's like first birthday? Here's to hoping that I don't have an absolute meltdown at his party, I feel like that would be the worst possible thing. Being an emotional mess, like I said, we never know what I'm going to give that day. We never know what's going to happen, so stay tuned for that. So I'm planning on making this a shorter episode, and I wanted to wrap this episode up just by updating you guys on a few things that we've talked about in the previous episode. Things that I've said that I wanted to do, and things that I've mentioned that I'm interested in, and let's just touch base on how they're going. To start off the podcast, not going well because I haven't been recording as often as I want to and that's really just me being busy and also me being lazy. 
a combo of both. It's not a great combo. So just a little update on that. We've talked about how I don't prepare for the podcast and how just I always say I want to record more and I never do. So that's the quick little update on that. Not doing well. Coming in second with not doing well is reading. I talked, I think it was episode three about how I really wanted to dive into reading more. And for a while there, I was going strong. I was reading in small sections, but I was reading kind of often. Then I went to Florida and I brought my book on my trip to Florida and packing is a struggle for me, as I mentioned. I made room to bring my book in my carry-on and make sure that it was on my carry-on. So I said to myself, you're gonna read this book because you sacrificed some other things that you could bring to fit this book. So you're reading it. And I did read it. I think not as much as I had envisioned, but I did open it briefly on the plane. On the plane, I always have an issue that I just don't feel like doing anything. I don't listen to music. I don't read. I kind of just bother Harris and sit there. And it's a habit that I shouldn't be doing on the plane because then the flight seems so long to me, but I'm just like too bored to do anything else. So I read it a little bit on the plane, but where the bulk of the reading happened was by the pool. I love to read a book on the beach or by a pool. That's where I really thrive in a reading environment. I really do enjoy to read there. So I took my little book to the pool and I started to read and I started to get really into it. But then this lady next to me was like, what are you reading? And I know that she was just trying to be friendly, but I was just relaxing. I was on vacation. I wanted to read my Hannah Brown book and just mind my own business. So I was like, oh, it's Hannah Brown from The Bachelorette's book. And she was like, oh, I loved her. And then we were talking about how we loved Hannah Brown, which respectable. I'm a Hannah Brown fan, so happy to connect with others. We were just chatting then for the longest time. Then the pool day was over and I only read like a few pages. And after that, it had been terminated. I haven't picked it up after that and I don't know why because I was really into it that day at the pool, but that woman ruined my flow and I haven't been able to get back into it. So there's the update on reading. It's really not happening anymore and this is a recent thing that I've stopped doing, but I so badly want to be the girl that reads because I genuinely did enjoy it when I was reading and I used to be like a readaholic in high school. I would always read But after college, I just fell off and I've never been able to be consistently back on reading. So the update there is that I really did try. That woman ruined it for me and it's not my fault. And maybe I'll get back to reading soon. The next update is about spending money, which is something that I feel like everyone can relate to. And so many of my friends are like, I need to be better with spending money. I say the same thing. On this update, I'm doing okay. I'm trying to be really conscious of what I'm spending, but I think that comes out in the way that I'm spending in small sections. So per week, I'll be like, oh, I'll buy this. And then next week goes by and I'm like, okay, I'll buy this. So I'm spending in just periodic sections. And I think in my mind, that makes it better, but I'm still buying things consistently. And of course, the main offenders are still clothes and food, but lately products have been an issue for me. I feel like when I order things on Amazon, it's justified. It doesn't feel like I'm spending true out-of-pocket money, even though I so am, but I'll order like some hair product or even like a skin product from Amazon 
And Ulta is also a big offender for me too of online shopping. I'm like, oh, it's for like health reasons. Like I need this. It's starting to add up, I feel like. So I need to be better with that. I've also just been going out of my way to get nicer versions of things. For example, I have a problem with washing my hair. I wash my hair almost every day because I work out a lot and I sweat from my scalp. And so I need to wash my hair and my hair is so greasy. If you know me, my hair gets so greasy so fast and it's the most aggravating aspect of my life, honestly, especially lately. I just hate having greasy hair. So if anyone has recommendations about that, please hit me up. But I purchased a really expensive shampoo to try and help with my hair issues and that just doesn't need to be done. Yes, it is a big issue in my life, but I need to cut down on the products. As far as clothes go, I will use retail therapy as a way to help my mental health and go shopping because I instantly feel better when I shop, which is crazy that that happens, but it truly does work on me, retail therapy. I've also been shopping because Valentine's Day has been coming up and I'm that extra bitch that wants like a cute pink sweater to wear to dinner. So I already have like a reminder set in my phone that I need to get an outfit for that this weekend. So spending has been okay. Where I am really trying to cut back is on food. I do not need to be spending as much money on food as I am, especially because I can kind of cook. I can fake it till I make it with cooking. So I really don't need to be buying every meal that makes it way more expensive when I can just go get groceries and cook something here. The problem with that is that I'm never motivated to go get groceries and save my money and do that and not buy food because there's no Trader Joe's around me, and that really is the essential reason. I love shopping at a store like Trader Joe's or Whole Foods. I just think it's a more enjoyable experience than going to Acme, which is close to me. I just like, there's no ambiance there. I love Trader Joe's, and I like their food better, obviously, too. So I'm more motivated to go there, but since there's not one by me, it's a struggle to make my own dinner, and I've been just ordering food and it's not good for my wallet obviously but it's not good for my body so that's where I'm really trying to cut back specifically with coffee which is my last update to give how I've been on the coffee front still very obsessed that will never change and still extremely pro Starbucks that will never change something within me just flipped a switch that I am now obsessed with the shaken brown sugar espresso drink from Starbucks. I literally don't even know what it's called and I get it every day. It's just a mouthful. I liked this drink in the past, but something just hit me and I became full out obsessed with this drink. And in all my years as an avid Starbucks queen, I never really had a staple drink that I get every single time. Like when someone gets Starbucks for me, they always have to ask what I'm getting because there's never really a staple drink for me. I do get cold brew a lot and I feel like that's always the safe option, but this brown sugar drink is on something. It's something different. I'm obsessed with it. It's always so good and it's exactly what I need and it's what I've been craving lately. I've had these like intense cravings for this drink 
and I've been spending so much money on it because it's of course like one of Starbucks's most expensive items on their menu figures that I would like the most expensive item it's kind of bullshit though that all of the non-dairy drinks at Starbucks cost a fucking fortune because I really don't like regular milk and it obviously doesn't make me feel great either so I always get oat milk or always get almond milk they're like my tried and trues and it's ridiculous that I have to pay more for that in 2022 that's my little speech about that um But yeah, I've been spending a lot of money on this fucking drink and I can't stop myself. We had a huge snowstorm like two weeks ago. It was truly really bad by me. The streets were sheets of ice. My dad did not want to be driving, but my mom and I being the freaking addicts that we are to coffee and iced tea at Starbucks specifically made him go out in his car and we trekked our way to Starbucks. The one by me was closed, which was tragic. So we had to go all the way over the bridge to the other Starbucks and it was inside Target and my mom called them and they confirmed that they were open. So we were like, okay, let's make the journey. And we did it, walked into the Target. We were one of probably the five people in there because everyone else was probably workers. No one wanted to venture out in this weather except us. And we dead ass made the manager open the Starbucks and make our drinks. And she was like happy to do so. We were not going to force her to do that at all, but she offered and we got our Starbucks. We were probably the only people in the area that had Starbucks that day. So we were true dedicated fans, but that speaks to my addiction and to my mom's addiction as well. We fuel each other's fire, but I cannot stop with this drink. And over the past few days, I have just noticed that it's becoming a persistent issue and I've tried to make my own and I've failed multiple times. One time I spilled the entire shaker all over my kitchen table, almost had a breakdown. Brielle witnessed me on my edge and then I just went back to work and forgot it happened. But I think I've mastered a recipe that is somewhat close to this godforsaken delicious drink. It's not perfect, but I think it will subside my cravings. So I'm going to try and start making this more times a week than going to Starbucks. And that will certainly add up and save money. So there's the update on that. See, I'm making strides to be better. So you all should be proud of me because I honestly am proud of myself. I could easily just be like, "Uh, I'm just going to go to Starbucks. But I've made this drink a few times this week. So props. And I think that those are all the updates that I wanted to give. From the looks of it, I am failing at most of them, but we're going to keep trying. That's all that I have left, honestly, is just keep trying. I know everyone is going to be dying for updates on Cloudy's birthday, so I will give them as they come, and I'm super excited to sit down and record the next episode to tell you all how much he loved his party and how he was so good and all his guests ranted and raved about the party because it's going to be the talk of the town. It's going to be the party of the year, Um, and I'm really excited to actually have it on Sunday. It's not the Super Bowl. It's Cloudy's birthday. Everyone remember that, and I will see you next time. Bye!